Ooh, what's going on, everybody, and welcome back for episode 39 of Hit the Books. We've got a champion in the NBA this week, NHL Stanley Cup. Back in action, game four tonight as we're recording here. Lots to talk about, lots to uncover. we got a guest this week, so let's jump right in and introduce my co-hosts, Huff and Mackie. Huff, what's happening, my man? What's going on, everyone? Happy to be back another week, episode 39, as you said. Uh, we have a guest on this week, a fellow friend of mine, high school graduate, Brett Carney. Happy to have you on, buddy. What's going on with you? How we doing, fellas? Glad to be here. We're happy to have you, Brett. Mackie, what's happening, buddy? Yeah, not much. Same old. A lot of sports going on right now. Got College World Series to talk about, too. So, you know, we got some new shit going on with us. So, should be fun. Let's go. Yeah, so much to uncover this week. We got lots to go over. Let's start with this NFL news. All right, first up, let's jump into some NFL. Four-time Super Bowl champion Rob Gronkowski announces his retirement from the NFL on Instagram calling Tampa Bay his childhood dream destination to play in the NFL. Gronk, however, did not mention the New England Patriots organization in his post. What do we think about that, boys? Obviously, uh, second time he's retired now. He mentioned that. Uh, well, really, threatened retirement when he almost got traded to the Detroit Lions, but said it when he retired the first time he came back, but hell of a career, obviously, four-time champ. Name all the stats with him and Brady, but... When he retired, I saw all over Instagram, you know, never be able to bet a Tom Brady to Gronk anytime touchdown ever again and all the highlights of him and Tom together. But I think it's interesting he didn't mention anything about New England. But, again, he could have, you know what I mean, he just came back to play for the Bucks, but not even anything. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, he already retired with New England, so he probably already said everything then. And uh, I don't know. I I kind of saw this one coming. He only came back for the, like, just to say, like he came back with Tom Brady, win a Super Bowl. Yeah, and I I mean, like a lot of people are saying right now, you know, obviously with what happened with him before, I think Drew Rosenhaus's agent said I wouldn't be surprised if he's given if Tom gives him a call come you know week whatever. Uh, hey Gronk, you want to come run this thing back for the playoffs? We're going to win the division. Division's pretty much locked up. Uh, you know what I mean? Like that division they're playing in right now in the NFC South. Just come, just come play in the playoffs, literally. Yeah. It's what he, he just doesn't want to go to camp right now, and that's the whole reason he wasn't signing the contract. Is obviously the stage of his career that he's at. He doesn't want to go to camp. Like four-time champ, he's a proven winner. Like, I mean, guys like that, they don't they don't want to risk getting hurt at camp. I mean, um, I don't know. I think. I wouldn't be surprised if he comes back, Brett. Uh, what do you think about this? You think? Yeah, I mean, say about I mean, the only other tight end that the Bucks really have right now is Cameron Brate. I mean, he shows a couple glimpses here and there. He played in a couple games, has some receptions, like seen here four touchdowns last year, which is fine for a tight end. I mean, he's obviously not Gronk, but when you look at what else is available in the NFL, I mean, there's not really any better options. So. Is this my, maybe just a, a Tom Brady and a Gronk thing? Like like we like Mackie said, get back to the playoffs or you're three weeks out and you're pretty much, you know, solidified that you're gonna make it. Hey Gronk, what's up? You don't think you yeah. come back and give it another run? I mean the guy's a freak shape he has to really stay in outside of the work that he puts in any other year to just come back and play in the playoffs. But I don't really know what else they where where they go from there if they want to try to replace him or if this is it. 
Yeah, because it's always interesting when guys retire, guys like this kind of announce their retirement after the draft and after a team has a chance to like address these issues with a young player and a draft pick. But um, it'll be interesting to see. I don't know any, you know, there's not too many big name tight ends moving around right now. Uh, like you said, I don't know too many guys on the Tampa Bay depth chart at the tight end position other than Braid. Uh, Jay Howard, he's still there? Um, I don't know if he is. He's been banged up. I mean, I was looking at just like some other, the like free agent wise. I mean, you have <clears throat> so guys that are so what Gronk's 33, 34, something yeah, like that. That mid 30s range. I, I mean, guys that are younger than him. I mean, you have like Eric Ebron or a Jesse James or a Blake Jarwin. Yeah. But if any of those, you're not getting what Gronk gave you. So are you actually going to go out and try to get someone or are you just going to? adapt and play with Cameron Brait, who's probably going to be a receiving threat and not as effective, but you're not too worried about the actual pass blocking ability of him or anything like that. Yeah, you know, I, I agree. It'll be interesting to see what Tampa Bay does to fill that gap. Obviously, uh, they could know something that we don't. They could say, obviously, if we have this division locked up, like we've said, um, hey, why don't we, we're going to offer you a deal. It's up to you if you want to take it or not, but Offer is going to be on the table come October, November, whenever the latest they can sign him is. I mean, I know a year, Brett, you, Jesse, you guys probably remember when Le'Veon got hurt in that playoff game or before that playoff game against the Ravens at Heinz Field, and we had to bring in, I think it was Ben Tate to start in a wild card game. Yeah. So, like, you can sign guys all the way up to playoffs. So, it'll be really yeah. interesting to see what he does. I, I would not be surprised that he comes back. I will say that I hate that that's even a debate. Like, I hate the the whole oh, I'm retired and now I'm coming back. I think just as like a, maybe just someone who respects the careers of guys like Gronk or Brady or like you look back at Brett Favre. If Brett Favre had just retired with the Packers, don't you feel like his career and his status as a Hall of Famer would just been, you know, that much cleaner? I'm just not oh, a yeah. fan of old retirement and then we come back. Yeah, oh, and then he goes to the Jets, like in Favre's case, goes to the Jets. and Yeah, kind of no, I mean, it was for Brady and Gronk, obviously. I mean, for Gronk, obviously, but I don't know. Just a, Maybe that's just a pet peeve thing. I mean, it'd be no, fun to play at elite you know, level, but. Yeah, I know, I know exactly what you mean. I, I don't agree necessarily with the, it's kind of like you look at the NBA and the, the load management, stuff like that. That's kind of guys like Gronk in the NFL, they're just going to, I mean, I'm cool with you holding out camp. If you're, you know what I mean, a, a guy like Gronkowski and you, you know, you've proven it, you can done it in the NFL. You're not, you know, you're truly trying to not risk an injury. I know you know the playbook. You've been here now two years. So, I mean, there's always stuff you can learn. It doesn't mean he's not watching film and stuff. But as far as on the field stuff, I don't have too many issues with guys missing like camp and stuff like that. But you're going to be there with the boys. And I mean, you might not be playing in preseason, but you're going to be there with the boys week one all the way up till playoffs, you know what I mean? When you win the division, like partying in the locker room, like there's nights – I mean, we've all played sports. The nights on the road, like with the boys, that builds chemistry with these teams. And even in the NFL, all the way up to when these guys are 35, Tom Brady, 40 years old, like stuff doesn't change from whenever you're a kid to all the way up to, you know what I mean, playing professional sports. I, I mean, it'll be interesting because obviously him and Tom have that connection, but um, it'll be interesting to see what happens if, it, if he even comes back. We're talking like it's a guarantee that he's going to get an offer, but – like I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised, and I think a lot of people wouldn't be. I think we're going to find out more on him as the year goes away, like you guys were talking about. So let's jump in. Let's go home. The Pittsburgh Steelers sign 
Defensive tackle Larry Ogunjobi to a one-year contract. Ogunjobi coming off an injury, went to the Super Bowl last season with the Bengals, played four seasons with the Browns after being drafted by them in 2017. I think this is a big addition for the Steelers. Uh, obviously, he's known up. I don't. I keep hearing things like he's not known too much for the run stopping aspect uh, as a defense alignment, interior defense alignment. Log up your hole and you're going to stop the run. I don't know how like guys can be bad run blockers. I know he's a smaller, uh, considered to be a smaller guy for the defensive tackle position, but I think this is exactly what the Steelers need to address. And obviously, a guy that's been in the AFC North with two different teams, four years with the Browns, a year with the Bengals last year, going to the Super Bowl with them, but. Coming off an injury, um, I think he's going to have a you know bounce back year with the Steelers and see what he can do uh, next to guys like T.J. Watt and Cameron Hayward. I think this signing is awesome. I mean, I've, I've watched just a little – like when you go back and watch him as film, because I heard the same things, Huff, about you know his ability in the run game. But I think even for being you know undersized, maybe height-wise, I think he's got pretty good – you know his, his arm length helps him out. Like you watch some film against – the, the Niners or the Vikings and his ability to get into the, the chest of offensive linemen and kind of just establish his position is fun. And I don't know if, if I'm someone like, like Ogunjobi who's gone from Bengals or from the Browns to the Bengals and now I'm on the Steelers, you got to just be, you got to, you got to hope that someone is playing that you've been playing with and you just get the chance to unload on them. I feel that's like that's I mean, every, like, that's got to be every footballer's or um, sports person's dream is just to go against somebody they've played against and just hopefully annihilate them. Yeah, I mean, like playing for obviously he's just played against played for the Bengals, but obviously there's still teams on that or players on that Brown team that he's played with. Um, he's going to know guys around the division on the offensive line. So it's going to be interesting to see how he bounces back. Like I said, coming off, a, I think I believe it's a foot injury. I might be mm-hmm. an ankle, so um, excited to see. Obviously, the Steelers next year. It'll be interesting to see what they do with the quarterback position with uh, Trubisky and uh, Pickett. But that's a different topic for a different day. But Ogan Joby, yeah. the Steelers, I like it. Like you said, big signing. I think it's nice because it, it it replaces. You know, obviously, Stefan Tuitt retired, announced his retirement. So there's a hole there, um, and then you have Alawalu coming off of his ankle injury from last year. So maybe not putting as much pressure on Alawalu to come back and take all the 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 load management time um, and kind of split it up between the two. And then if one kind of emerges, let them just kind of ride it out with, with Hayward and Watt and see if you can either play with all four or just go three. Yeah, I, lo- I mean, I like that, that kind of game plan, I guess you would call it, but nice four, it's a nice four-down lineman, you ask me. I mean, I know Watt's yeah. considered more of an edge rusher, but – and more, more of the time isn't doesn't have his hand on the ground, but you know what I mean. Front. If you're if you're Ogan Joby, do you just after one year try to get a deal with the Ravens then, just to say you completed <laughs> just sweep the AFC North? Four? I mean, I feel like you have to, right? If you've already been on three of the teams, how many players in the NFL have, have played on all four teams within a within a division? I don't know. I don't know if that's ever been done. It's probably never been done. Actually, it'd be kind of cool. cool. Like you just have to aim for it. You got to tell your agent, like, "Hey, I'm I'm a year here. I don't care what happens. Give me to the Ravens next year, and we're done." I mean, he's probably got like four years left. Even if he did two years here, he could be like, "All right, yeah." Seal goes for a year. If it works out, keep him, and then send him to the trade Ravens. Him, trade him. The- <laughs> 
he requests a trade to the Ravens. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, dude, do you know who you are? Like, you're not fucking TJ Watt. Can't yeah, just request a trade. <laughs> you have to be good to request a trade. So let's see how you come off this foot injury. <laughs> I'm sure he still has a soft spot in Tomlin's heart. Oh, yeah. See, it'll be interesting. Uh, what do you think this means for Mason Rudolph bringing the bringing Ogan Jovi in the lineup? The uh, guy that. Dude, Rudolph sucks. Nobody likes him. Nobody's ever liked him. Get him out of there. Yeah, Mackie, I don't know if you remember this. Ogan Joby's the one that threw Rudolph on the ground, and then when he got up, that's when Miles Garrett cracked him in the head with his helmet. Oh, so he was involved in the play? Yeah, so Ogan Joby's now a stealer. Gotcha. Yeah, I don't really know much about the guy. I was just going to let you guys talk about it. Yeah, so that's who this is. That's the and then now the fact that he's a Steeler with Rudolph. Obviously, Rudolph's gonna be third string. I mean, they're they probably won't even say nothing to him. Yeah, they, they just won't even third string. Like, it's, you just don't. I mean, I think Rudolph. I don't even think Rudolph makes the team this year. I think they're no. gonna cut him. I think that's kind of the game plan. But I think he should be on a roster. I don't think he's like. No, he should be on a roster. It's just the fact that they drafted Pickett, brought in. Maybe not your game. roster. Yeah, and then they drafted that Olakun or I don't know how you say his name, Olakundun or whatever his name is in the yeah, seventh round. Know. They drafted two quarterbacks. Yeah, that's weird. I feel like teams, whenever they draft a quarterback in the first round, I feel like they do that often. I feel like they usually take another one. Adam Scheffner tweeted on Monday talking about potential landing spots for defensive tackle. Domikong Sue. Sue then proceeded to quote tweet the tweet and said, Raiders would be fun. Could we see the former Super Bowl champion join the Las Vegas Raiders this season? What do we got? That'd be cool. I, I like that. Raiders, Raiders I, need to build the team up anyway. They're in that tough division. So, you know, it's just building their team. It's a good asset. Yeah, obviously a guy like Sue, he, you add him to any lineup. I was kind of hoping the Steelers got him with some of that extra money they had laying around. They go for a guy like Hogan Joby, a cheaper option, a younger guy, but – uh, Sue, I, I'd like to see him go to the Raiders too. Obviously, another AFC team that uh, if I want my Steelers to succeed, but it's going to be a tough matchup. But uh, again, with like you said, in the AFC West, uh, all those fourteen or the three other teams in Denver, LA, and uh, Kansas City, you know, adding. I mean, not necessarily Kansas City adding; they're more subtracting, but still, what they are with uh, Mahomes, you're always going to respect them as a team. But I think, yeah, I think this would be good for the Raiders to get a guy like. Have Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. A lot of people are forgetting the Raiders brought in Chandler Jones this offseason. Um, I like Max Crosby, Chandler Jones, and you get Sue to plug up the middle. That's a scary defensive front out there in Vegas. I can't think of a more Raiders player than Ndamukong Sue. That is the most it's, accurate statement I think I've ever heard. He the Lions, and then he went to the Rams, and now he has the chance – well, he's hinted towards a chance that if he could play for the Raiders – the Dominican Sue in a Raiders uniform would be sweet. That would just be fun. That guy would do whatever he wanted. He's the villain of the league. Step and... on someone's ankle again. Why not? If I'm him, sure. What do you do? Find me? No problem. No problem. I make $14.5 billion a year, probably. Go ahead. I'll find $100,000. I'll do it again. <laughs> There was there was years when he was in Detroit. He was making so much money because they just had no one else to pay. He was making like twenty two million a year. That's insane. He just had no one else to pay. Yeah, I mean, rightfully so. Was he ever offered Defensive Player of the Year? 
Yeah. Hmm. Maybe. I don't know. I'm going to look that up. That's actually interesting. I can't remember if he was or if it was just like he was the only player in Detroit, so everybody just knew who he was. It was like him, Stafford, <laughs> and that's it. Looking it up right now. I'm looking up Dom Crunchy defensive awards. If he's ever won anything. No. No. A college football defensive national or some some award in college, but never def- or never defensive player of the year in the NFL. Huh. He's three oh seven. Big dude. Yeah, I, he might even be bigger than that. Yeah. He's a big human being. Come playoffs, not even come playoffs, he could be the, like three twenty. Yeah. And most of them like even him. I, I wouldn't even say he's fat. He just can carry so much weight on his frame. It's insane. Yeah. I mean, and guys like that, they're just so big in the way they move. It's crazy. It'd be interesting oh, to see yeah. if he lands with the how many, Raiders. How many, how, many, how many huffs would it take to take down the Dominican Sioux? Four, five, six. I, ooh, I give you, I'd say, I'd give you four. I think four could do it. Mm, I don't know. I lied. I think, I think five. five. You need five. Four would be like he would be fighting it, and then the fifth one would take him down. Four would be just enough for both legs and both arms. Yeah, and then he'd like headbutt me or something with his big ass head. Yeah, yeah. Step on your throat. <laughs> I'm like hanging on both legs, like a like a toddler hanging to like you know what I mean, like wrapped around someone's leg. You're doing the whole like, oh, I'm gonna wrestle you, and I'll let you act like you're gonna win, and then just absolutely power drive you into the ground. Yeah, it wouldn't go well. Big dude. Sean Watson's lawyer says 20 of 24 civil cases against Watson have been settled. The NFL says development has no impact on the collective bargaining disciplinary process. So, interesting. This guy's fucked. I hope, he, I hope he doesn't play at all next year. I hate the Browns. Browns, the Browns are Browns they're morons. He's not. He's he'll be fine. He's gonna get a six game suspension. I think six? No yeah. way. Be more. They always give six games. What they're gonna do? They always do. I saw a tweet. They brought it up. They said when Big Ben had his whatever two allegations or whatever that was, and he had a four game suspension. This guy's got twenty four. Got two games, four games. No, he got he had four games, four game suspension. Big Ben did back in the day for his yeah. alleged. Yeah. Show me the Carfax alleged. <laughs> Show me the Carfax. He's he's retired. He's a man. No, Sean Watson stands no chance, and I hope Baker is their next best option, and he just holds out and tells them that he That's wants to be paid. That's what I keep paid. saying, but he's not going to do it. That's what me and Mackie keep saying. He still has ways to prove. He should just act like he is putting everything behind him and then just come out and tank the season. No, he should just drop his cock and make a safe playoff <laughs> run and then go somewhere else. And then he should he should, he should be like, fuck this place, because he's not going exactly. to win a Super Bowl. No. no. He can, they can make like a little like win a, win a playoff game or two. Yeah, they could win a playoff game, and then they'd probably get someone from that AFC West. And if he wins a playoff game, if he ends up doing that, that'll, that's, a, that's a Super Bowl for him. He'll get $30 million. Yeah. Yeah. 
It'll be interesting to see, like, if Watson gets a six-game suspension, we'll just say, because you said that, uh, just we'll use it for sake of example. Baker starts. Browns are four and two. Baker's averaging two fifty-six a game and a, you know what I mean, two touchdowns as a pick in six games. You putting in your two hundred thirty million dollar quarterback, or are you leaving Baker in? No, you're leaving Baker in, but he's on a tight leash for the entire season. Leaving Baker in. I'll tell you what, I'm not really like a Baker fan, but man, he got absolutely dicked over by the Browns. He makes way too many mistakes. Yeah. He did get fucked over by the front office, I agree. The whole thing, though? I mean, he didn't really, I don't know, he hasn't proved anything. No, I don't don't think he's a winning quarterback like everybody in the in Cleveland says, no, Baker's still our guy. Baker's this. He's not. He's never going to win anything. Yeah, he's not the guy that you need. He is not that guy. <laughs> he is not that. You're not that guy, pal. You are not you're that not guy. You're not that guy. All right, let's shift over. Let's do some MLB. The New York Yankees are the first team to reach 50 wins this season. Coming in with a record of 50-17. and 17. Could this be the year that the Yankees are able to make it out of the American League and complete another World Series? They're currently plus 450 to win the World Series. What do we just, think? I mean, Yankees are hot. What do we got? They just slipped in front of the Dodgers for the first time. And uh, I saw the amount of days, but Dodgers have been the World Series favorite for the past like year and a half. But um, Yankees at plus 450. I don't know if I love that value too much for knowing what they've done in the playoffs as the past couple years. It's tough to say. They obviously everything's going for them right now. The bats are looking fire, but kind of team they go cold. It's going to go bad quick. So, hot start. It's tough to argue with fifty and seven is or fifty and seventeen is a record. I honestly think plus four fifty is like good. Uh, like that's good value at this point. This team is absolutely ridiculous. This is the best team we've ever seen with our own eyes that we've watched. I I I think. They're 50 and 17. They're pitching. They have the best starting rotation in the league. They have the best bats in the league. There's, if Did you one see of them Garrett Cole's no hitter down. the other day? What? Did you see Garrett Cole's no hitter and they pulled him? No, they, they didn't pull him. He gave up a hit. Is that what I, I thought? He started, so he started the eighth inning, gave up a hit, they took him out, and then he actually ended up getting an earned run because that runner came around and scored. Oh. So the second he, got, he gave up a hit, they took him out. But there's literally, there's not one weakness about that team. Oh, not one. Their bullpen is at best in the league. Aaron Judge has 27 home runs. He has another two tonight. They don't even have, they don't even have Chapman right now. He's been out for the past couple of weeks. They don't need Chapman. Chapman sucks. Aaron Judge has how many home runs? 27. He had two more tonight. Oh, my Lord. Next, next up after that is 21. It's Trout. Wow. The Angels have been dog shit. I and mean, they've been all right lately, but they went on that. Tough streak. They're just a below average team, I think. Yeah, they're not gonna. Do, they're never gonna do anything either. Sounds a lot. Sounds very familiar. I actually might get that Yankees at plus four fifty. I, I I don't see anybody beating them this year. Just so early. For, I mean, it's only gonna. I mean, I, it's only gonna go down, like he's saying. Yeah, I mean, no, I. I if, I think if you're going to get in, now is the right time. I just have a – I mean, I don't have a problem. The MLB season is so long. 162 games is insane. Yeah. 
so many baseball games. And the the, they've already played. What is that? Game season, it's like they're they're buzzing right now. So um, they they definitely be my pick for the American League. But I wonder what kind of odds you can get on them in the American League. Probably like two something, one ninety. I want to get a Subway Series, World Series. That's what a lot of people are hoping for. That's the only reason I'm sure. scared about it. My boy got season tickets to the Mets, so I'll be going to that. Would you Would Would you be able to go to the Yankees games too, or no? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah. Whose tickets, t- I mean, tickets would be more, the Yankees or the Mets, if they were both? If that was the World Series, whose tickets do you think you would would cost more? I'm not really sure because City Field is more like bougie, if that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't know, Yankee. It's Yankee Stadium, and it's the Yankees. So Yankees that in the World you, Series. You, you play. You pay a Yankees tax at Yankee Stadium, like but Cowboys Steelers. There's always those teams. Exactly. Yeah. So I don't know. It'd probably be like about even. Yeah, just because the fact that the newer the newer venue versus the the exactly yeah Yankees. C- exactly City Field is like so much nicer and like so they have that factor, but. I don't know. I'd probably be around the same price. I don't, I don't even know what the tickets would be like. Like, what would baseball tickets be in the playoffs? I don't. I mean, obviously the Pirates never make it. So, <laughs> I know Pirates wild card game tickets are not cheap. Yeah, because they make it once every twenty years. Right, but you know, I was at that game. Same here. That game. I love when people it say was... that. We. That game. Yeah. I love when people <laughs> say that. Well, that's the greatest Pirate. Memory in the last yeah, twenty years. That's like I've, I've I'm like no, they, they've never they've never been good. I've watched them my whole life. I've they've had my they've had their glimpses where I'm like they could go on a little run, they could go on a little run, then they trade one person. And I'm like okay, it's just like every other year. And yep. I love that's my favorite thing when power people say like ah oh, that that game. I'm like that's all we have. It's all we have. <laughs> all we it's have. Like we have- Everyone knows exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, it's 2013 wild card game. Quado, Quado. It's like uh, who'd you guys lose to? Uh, uh, 2015 Bumgarner came here and just fucking almost no hit us. Yeah. And Arietta beat us. He nailed us. We had to face like Prime Mad Bum and Prime Jake Arietta in back to back years. Maybe not back to back. There might have been a gap in between it. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. I believe there was a gap. I don't know if the Pirates have made playoffs in back-to-back years. No. They, back-to-back appearances. They, they, they go 13, 13, 14. I don't remember. 13 was the Cueto game against the Reds. Then they lost in five games to the Cardinals. That would have been in... We were in ninth grade. So that would have been 14. Okay. We got some more baseball going on, a little College World Series. Mac, I don't know how much you've been into this, but uh, Oklahoma Sooners yeah. Oklahoma Sooners I, beat I, up I, on uh, Texas A&M today to advance the men's College World Series finals. Uh, they'll face the winner, Arkansas, and Ole Miss. I don't know the current score of the game right now. It might be over. I knew Arkansas was up 3-1 last time I checked. No way Arkansas was up. Let me check it real quick. I've been three two. They won, so they they will play a third game, okay, or a second game at least. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I've been betting on it. I I took a uh, Texas A and M yesterday against Notre Dame, but I also took him again today. So, um, 
I don't know. I don't. I didn't think anyone was gonna be be able to beat Ole Miss, but now they got that game tomorrow. So I like this. I like this Oklahoma team and this Arkansas team. This is a, I've watched like a couple games, and they were both of them, and they were just. It was the one game when Oklahoma was beating up on Arkansas, and then it was I watched the uh, lat. I forget when it was Arkansas versus. I can't remember who it was. Ole Miss. It was Ole Miss. Yeah, that's who they're playing right now, right? Yeah. I think that'd be a cool that'd be a cool matchup. And Kyler Murray's been on all the Oklahoma games. Has he actually? Yeah, not all of them, but he was at a couple of them. I said they were showing. Well, their their women's just won it. Mm-hmm. Probably would be, right? yeah, it would be cool if they did the, the the baseball softball national championship. That'd be pretty tough. Yeah, definitely. Golf news here too, Jess. You want to get into this before we get into some uh, NBA? Yes, sir. Let's jump into some golf. Four-time major champion Brooks Kepka is golf's latest big move from the PGA Tour to Live Golf. Kepka joins Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, Dustin Johnson, and Phil Mickelson as yet another name to join Live. I'm a Brooks fan. Um, him now he joins obviously all that beef and kind of drama that he had going on with Bryson DeChambeau. Caught up yeah, you know ago. he had to go. And now you know they take go. that little rivalry over to the Live Tour. So um, you got to think they were willing to pay whatever for Kepka. That I saw a lot of people saying they found their price for the rivalry of to bring Brooks and Bryson back together. But um, yeah, I, I still don't know. Are these guys allowed to play in majors? Some of them just they haven't the decided. Open. They haven't said anything yet, but yeah. there's no way they're going to let them play in majors. It's zero, it's zero shot. No, I saw the PGA came out. They already said that they're going to have their own little selective tournament or play in whatever match you want to call with like the top four players at some point. So they're pretty much just trying to say you can take the players that you want now, but then we're going to pull out this random fun bag and, and throw it around for top four guys when's just to say that hey when's the next they'll pay major? people but it's the it's this weekend isn't it this weekend um... oh, what do we got? is what Matt Fitzpatrick just won the US Open yeah, yeah. That, was, that was cool we and you guys watch it? Didn't watch. Yeah, I was I watching watch it. it. I, actually, yeah. I was watching a little bit on I Friday had, and Saturday. I didn't watch anything on Sunday actually. I live bet Zalatoris on Sunday, so Never it wasn't. bet on him, dude. He's always in the top three. Never wins. Bro, he was playing so well though. He's always in the top five, three. Never wins. He missed a putt by a fucking hair to tie it on eighteen. That's what he, did, he, at, that's what he did at the players too. Bro, he it, oh my god, it was a it was a long putt too. It was a tough putt, but it was a pretty long putt. And the greens yeah. were moving so fast. I, that that yeah. is the one thing I like about the U.S. Open is how that course is just like the greens are fucking hard as shit. The rough is like, bro, they fuck you. Yeah. They asked, I saw some videos. It was insane. You could hit a dead center in a fairway, and it would have put it into the water because of the hill on the on the fairway. It's insane. I think John Rom had a putt on fourteen on Sunday. And I mean, he barely touched the ball with his putter, and this thing flew past the hole. I'm like, I don't really even know how else you get it there without putting it away. Like, what do you? 
Yeah, you kind of just gotta hope that it it falls in the hole as it's going past it. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you, sometimes you need a little luck. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely really hard. That's why people say like, I saw something that was like, if you were able to start minus seventy two, do you think you could win the Masters? And like, yeah. no, I would actually shoot seventy two over on the first day. Like, I actually would just not be able to finish. I would lose. I wouldn't. And then I would just be out of balls after like hole three. I would literally probably Same. shoot seventy two over on a on like a PGA tour course on the first day. I don't golf, so I'm not going to sit here and act like I do. But I know a lot of people that like act like good golfers, and I would bet a lot of money that they couldn't even make it out of Amen Corner with minus. You know what I mean? Thirty. Because the thing is about PGA courses is that they're playing their tee shots are a hundred. 50 yards further than like a normal tee shot and their roughs are so dramatic like you can't we wouldn't even be able to find our ball if we like because like, they, yeah, so they have people watching it so they obviously always find their ball but grass is like four inches deep in some of the spots it's 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 incredible we wouldn't we, i would actually probably shoot like 80 over like, i i was i do remember one part i was watching the open or the u.s open and i do remember the one announcer saying it's actually some of these guys would rather be in the – you'd literally rather be in the sand than the rough here. Yeah. Like, yeah, at least you know you can make contact with your ball in the sand. You know what I mean? Like, you, you're hitting four inches deep of grass. Like like you said, like, yeah, you're going to find your ball, but are you going to fucking even get, be able to get it back to the – you know what I mean, fairway? Like, you see, it depends where you're sitting, but – You have to weed whack the rough before you can actually yeah, find your ball. Yeah, before you then, can even get your ball then hope- out. Huff, why are you picking up the clubs? I need to. It's been the one thing I wanted. I wanted to do that since I stopped call or since I graduated. It's been a year. I still you uh, you shoot lefty? I no, I shoot righty. But I have I have clubs. I just what? never. I just never did play. Lefty? I thought you had left. Did you just have lefty sticks, or did you use a lefty stick for hockey? No, uh, I'm a. I shoot lefty in hockey. The reason I shoot lefty in sh- hockey is because oh. like when you skate with one hand on your stick. I always liked my dominant hand being always on my stick. You know what I mean? Like huh. when you're skating, when when you're a lefty, your right hand's on the top. Yeah. Now I was gonna, I was gonna say I could have, I have a couple extra lefties if you wanted to just shoot around I, I with them. Wanna, but, I do want to try a lefty driver. I've never hit a lefty driver. You always gave me the hockey sticks or deck hockey. Yeah. For, for bags. Puff is absolutely gonna be the goofy guy that drives left and hits his irons and his putters and everything right. That'd be sick. Dude, that'd be sweet. What do you mean, a switch hitter? Dude, <laughs> I mean, that's like total goofy. Swag. you always has been. You know? Haven't you, pal? No, no rhyme or reason, but I'd love that. That'd be funny. I'd go to buy my first set of clubs. God would be like, all right, yeah, this is a good set. I'd be like, all right, can I get the driver and a lefty? <laughs> what, what are you looking for? Um, hmm. Looking for all righty clubs with a lefty driver. <laughs> lefty driver, <laughs> lefty putter, everything else righty. All right, pal, get out. <laughs> All right, you're a psychopath. Get out of my store. All right, you can't afford this bag. Get the fuck out. <laughs> All right, we're going to slide into some of this NBA. We have a champion, as Jesse said. Yes, we do. Finally, a champion in the NBA. Maybe one to be expected. Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors win the 20 NBA Finals in six games, defeating Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics. The Warriors take home their fourth title in the last eight years. 
Do we call that a dynasty? Absolutely, you call that a dynasty. Been a dynasty. Absolutely. Just making sure. Uh, the, obviously, uh, Ben Curry gets the finals MVP. That kind of solidifies, you know, obviously as if it didn't need already, if he needed more. Um, he finally gets his finals MVP, obviously. Uh, this core of this Golden State team gets a fourth ring. Curry, Raymond, Clay, and Mackey. Last week we were talking about if Iguodala was there for the all he three. Was, he yeah. was there for all three. So Iggy gets his fourth with the Warriors. Um, the big, you know, some would argue the big four back in the day whenever he was hooping in the, in the what was it, 2015 finals when he won the NBA or the finals MVP? Yeah, yeah, well, when the when they recruited KD, they all went to the Hamptons and like met with him, so they called him the Hamptons Five with uh, Iggy in there. Yeah, I always I always liked Iggy. I didn't I liked how I knew that's what they were gonna do whenever they got up big in that last game. I knew he was gonna come in, throw him I in wish there. He had more of a role, but kind of like Udonis Haslam right now. Yeah, he's just he's just older in age. You know, 2015 he won his Finals MVP, so you know how important he was to that team and that dynasty that they had but you know I, I i got a question for you here so with steph winning finals mvp and it's four fine or it's four uh rings that he has now where is this where do you put him all time up there's no way you can't have him in your top 10 right now i was, gonna, no say, I was gonna say he's bubble 10 but then i was like 11 i was like i figured it was better to say 12 I I have him at seven. So and I know I I know I dick ride him, but yeah. But we're also so new age biased that like, not even like not even. It's just like with also the impact he's had on the game of basketball and all of his accolades and what he's done for the what to the game. He's he's got to be top. He's got to be at least top ten. You cannot name ten players that had a better career than Steph Curry. Yeah, you can. No, no. You, from for all of his accolades and the way that he's changed the game and three point shooting, you cannot. I promise you, you cannot. My top five in no order. I'll give you five NBA all time top ten players. You can't name ten players better than Steph Curry. I, no I'm not arguing. Shot, no shot. Better players, yes. I better. I know what you mean with the uh, the accolades and everything better, you're talking about. Yeah, I know exactly what you mean. I mean, not like like. Kareem, Magic, Bill Russell, like Bird. I mean, you could go on. Go on. MJ, Jerry Kobe, Bron, Shaq. KD. Shaq, Shaq is not higher all time than Steph Curry. There's as many rings, more MVPs. You don't think Shaq is in the top 10? Shaq is. I think he's, te- I think he's like Shaq 10. is not arguably. He's the best player at his position is ever, and Steph Curry is arguably. He's the most dominant player at his position of all time. Yeah, so for me, Shaq gets the nudge on Curry. I agree. I will. I disagree. I don't think. I don't think Kevin Durant's better than Steph Curry all time, though. Well, well, that's that shouldn't even really be a question. Well, better player, popped up. or better, better basketball player, or better career. Just better all time. You rank players one like at all time. You would say Steph Curry is definitely ahead of Kevin Durant. Okay, I know what you mean. Yeah. But the series, 
Jason Tatum, kind of the story for me, not really showing up much in the fourth quarter of any of these games. Uh, Jalen Brown kind of doing everything that he had to do to keep the Celtics in this series. Couldn't get it done in six games, kind of. Um, Jesse, I'm going to ask you to insert that little clip I had you cut out of the podcast two weeks ago, me absolutely calling how the series was going to go. Six games, as soon as the Warriors get three wins, it's, it's going to be a wrap. They're going to head to Boston in game six. In this thing, Warriors win it in six. Uh, you can insert the clip right now. No, I would say I don't know. You want to make you you want to make a series pick on this? I'd say I, got, I mean I think Warriors in six, but it's going to be tough for them to win one and close the series out in Boston in Game Six. So, but I definitely here. I think as soon as the Warriors have three wins, I think they close it out. I don't think there's a chance where like it's three if it's three one and it goes back to Golden State for Game Five. I think they close it out in five, or you know what I mean in that situation. If it's two two. And it goes back to Golden State for Game Five, and then I think Golden State wins two games in a row, winning Game Five and Six to win the series in Six in Boston. Nets guard Kyrie Irving is expected to decline his thirty-six point nine million dollar player option. Lakers, Clippers, and Knicks are potential landing spots for the former NBA champion. Brooklyn is still the most likely spot for Irving to play for the twenty twenty-three season. But if the right trade partners present themselves, do not be surprised if Irving is moved before the season begins. Yeah, obviously the the big storyline coming out of this is everyone's talking about the the potential trade of Russ for Kyrie. I don't know if that's actually going to be a thing, but I've seen that from multiple things where uh, didn't even be a Kyrie could reunite with LeBron and Russ is going to reunite with KD. I don't know if either LeBron or KD want that to happen or if that's just the media putting that around, but I've still heard that Kyrie's most likely to stay with the Nets, so um, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Obviously, he's a head case, so anything that comes out of him could just kind of I don't believe it until it happens, so we'll see what comes of this. Uh, would you want him on your Knicks? Like, Who? Kyrie. Yeah, definitely. I wouldn't want Russ. Yeah, you guys wouldn't get Russ. You guys wouldn't get Russ. If anyone got Russ, it would be Russ going to Brooklyn for Kyrie. Yeah, I wouldn't mind getting Kyrie. I mean, it would also attract some, attract some superstars too. Because I feel like superstars don't want to come play for the Knicks. I don't understand why. You're playing out of Madison Square Garden. You're playing for the... I don't know if they're number one anymore, but top two wealthiest fr- franchise in the NBA. So, I mean, you'll get the money. You're, you're playing in New York City. Got a lot of young talent, too. Yeah, we'll see what they do with that. I feel like they're going to be stupid and trade it all away for, like, Donovan Mitchell or something. Mm. But I, I just want them to keep R.J. Barrett. You, you got to keep Emmanuel quickly. Mitchell Robinson. What about Obi? Yeah, oh, my 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 friends are so high on him. He actually played. My boy played against him in high school basketball before he when he, I don't even know where he ended up going, but I think he went to Stepanak. But he was like not even that good, and then like junior year hit, and he hit a growth spurt, and he was sick. So they all like really like him. I don't really like him that much. Looks so awkward to me. I feel yeah. like he's not an NBA player. Like I, feel a big, like. I mean, he obviously I feel like this is no comparison to him as a player, but he just looks like a B grade. Like I don't know, like he looks like a my player, like a generated player. 
He just shouldn't be he looks like, a starter he looks like in if the you NBA. Get my career on 2K and didn't customize your player. That's what it's going to give you. <laughs> 99 dunk ability. I just don't think he should be starting in the NBA. Nice bench piece. Yeah, he's a good seventh man, right? Eighth man, maybe. I think Kyrie would even consider going on the Knicks if, uh, you know, the vaccine mandates. Are the Clippers an option? Probably. Well, it's the same I as the Brooklyn. There's a three-way trade. Somehow between the the Lakers, Clippers, and Knicks. It's something I saw. It was like some crazy. There was like eight players that were getting moved around. I love when guys make those types of trade scenarios. It's like, dude, how long were you yeah. thinking about this? How long? How many times did you have to tell IBM Watson that that was a good yeah, idea? You have to tell. You have to tell the IBM Watson trade the trade suggestion. How long did it take you to Photoshop the success of your IBM Watson trade? Yeah. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he does here. I don't. Clippers. Is Kawhi going to play next year? Paul George. Clippers are going to be good, dude. If Kawhi's healthy and he's playing 80 games, 78 no, games, gonna play 80 they're going to be really good. What? Play 80 games. He's like the king. He's like the one that started load management. He did load management before I know, load but management. He just sat out an entire season. He's done that before with the Spurs, and then he comes back and he's like, all right, I'll chill for a little bit. The only reason. Yeah, he is the def. He's the definition of fucking load he management. He was doing it before it was called load management. Yeah. Literally invented Yeah, they literally it. called it load management, yeah. Literally invented that term. Like, this dude... You, the NBA is so soft that way. I fucking You get 55 it. games out of Kawhi next year, that's a success for me. Yeah. More than, more than half. That's just ridiculous. 60% that's, that's of the games and he's gonna... It's literally... It's it's just killing his legacy. He could he, he's literally one of the most talented players of our of our like generation. He, he, at I'm least not gonna, and, I'm not going to be like, sit yeah. here and go back to that list, but like if he would play every fucking game, the dude's won ring in a Finals MVP with two different teams, and now he's on a different team with a really good squad and has a chance to do it again with a third team. I think his his final his championship in Toronto means so much oh, to his solidified. legacy because that yeah. was the, dude that team. Literally the year before, got swept by LeBron, and then comes back and he makes that sick finals run. And every it wasn't even like that he won it; it was like the shot against the Sixers. It was beating Steph Curry in that legacy. They were so injured that year. I mean, you can no, you can't put an asterisk next to anything. First of all, I agree. I'm the same way. I'm like they won. That happens. It's sports. You can't fucking be like they didn't win. Clay Thompson got hurt. Yeah, Yeah, but but nobody was stopping Kawhi that year. I mean, that even that defense. That defense was one of the best defenses we've seen. In the past, like ten years, that defense was so underrated too. But I don't know. I think I think Kawhi's legacy is literally getting tarnished just because he plays forty regular seasons games a se- uh, every year. Yeah, I agree. Just can't show consistent. The best ability is availability. He is. He is like someone. He's like a Jimmy Butler, honestly. Just a, a playoffs player. Yeah, he just he's like Gronk. He just waits around for the playoffs. <laughs> he's just waiting for Paul George to call him. Ten games left in the season. Getting a call from Paul George and we're not in first place, I'd be like, eh, I don't know if I'm coming back. You're not that good. 
I actually hate Paul George. I like him. I just love chirping him because he's the easiest NBA player to chirp. Yeah, Pandemic P is literally pandemic the worst P, nickname Playoff of all time. P, like, yeah. they're all the best. That is so degrading. Like, you know what that does to you? He was a you? dog when he was on the Pacers again in the, against the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals that those years with Lance and that Pacer team. I liked him when he was yeah, younger. Well, he were, they were a one seed. Yeah, he was good. He was number 24. I didn't pay attention to a lot of basketball back then, but... He was number 24. He I was knew tough. That yeah, didn't he get injured? That's when he fucking tore his, his leg fell apart in the Olympics. Team USA and Team USA, right? It was disgusting. Yeah, he landed bad. It was like a Kevin yeah, Ware. It was literally like the same thing. Probably Coach K's fault. Yeah, it probably was Coach K's fault. When's the draft? Tomorrow? It is tomorrow. Oh, wow. A little bit of NBA draft. You guys want to talk about that? Some of the Knicks, odds on FanDuel. Knicks, Knicks are trying to trade up for the fourth pick to get Jaden Ivey. Ooh. I, can't, I don't know if I it's going to happen. We're going we're gonna to end up getting rid of, like, fucking R.J. Barrett for it. <laughs> R.J. Barrett for the what's – what's his name? Steve Cohen's going to panic and just fucking click the button. Like. Click the button. <laughs> Reject or accept. <laughs> it's like it's Madden. Yeah, literally. Find some NBA draft. I know you could bet it somewhere. I'm trying to find like odds on who they think's going in what order. You know what I mean? Who do you think goes first, Chet? I think Chet. It's such a magic move to take that guy. Yeah. I don't think he's gonna. I think he's gonna be a bust. I think he's gonna be a bust too. Uh, do you agree that it's a magic? It's a magic move to take him. What do you mean? They love a foreign dude like that. Like I know he's like not. You know what I mean, like I just feel like they love that big white center. Oh, like uh, Orlando magic move? Are they even like a like a magic? No, so that's an Orlando magic move to take him first. Yeah, definitely. You're definitely right. I love those. You just think of Lukovic yeah, right they love away. Those foreign players. Where's he from? From, I think he's from the United States, but like Holmgren, that's like no, I don't think he is. Is he? No, I want a confirmation on that. Mucking it up right now. He, he's from Minneapolis, Minnesota. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought he was from here. That's about as American as American gets. Yeah, I think just a big old. Yeah, family. but his family's definitely not from yeah. here. He's probably like Holmgren. That's like some German something, maybe. That is it, right? But still, that's my take. I feel like it's a very Orlando magic. I'll specify an Orlando magic move to take a, a large, a large center. That's a, another a bust. Large lanky center that's not going to do too much for him. I think Jabari Smith might be uh, the best player out of this draft. That's. I think that's why the Magic don't take him. <laughs> that's a second pick. That's. That's accurate. Who's Jabari Smith falling to? He'll probably be third. He's going to go third. That's what he was projected. Really? It's a mock draft. I, know yeah. were, I, saw, I saw him as a minus 190 favorite to go first. Yeah. Really? Oh, maybe I'm wrong then. I don't know. And then I saw Holmgren at plus 120. Hold on, I'm going to pull it up. I sent it to my cousin the other day. There's somebody that I'm forgetting about right now. Two. One second, I'll literally have it pulled up. 
Paolo Bancaro. Here's the odds. Paolo, Paolo Bancaro is going to go Here's second. And Jabari Smith is going to go third. Go, look, up, look up the order of the top like 10 picks, and I'm going to read off these first overall pick odds. All right, give me 15 seconds. The first overall pick odds for the NBA, 2022 NBA draft. Uh, Jabari Smith, minus 182. These are via the Barstool Sportsbook. All right. We got Lundgren, plus 120. Paolo Bancaro, plus, one, or plus 900. Aiden Ivey, 15,000. And then these are just a couple other big names. Shaden Sharp. Wait, can you, can you read the first for three again? Top three are Jabari Smith, minus 182. At Holmgren, plus 120. Paolo Bancaro, plus 900. Go first. Wow. Wow. All right, well, Magic, first pick. Oklahoma City, second. Houston, third. Sacramento Kings, four. Let's see the Knicks are trying to trade with. Detroit Pistons, five. Indiana Pacers, six. Trailblazers, seven. Which, that will be a big pick after they just got you. Um, Jabari Grant. goes to the Pacers. Who? Ojai from Kansas. Yeah, yeah. Pell's got eight. Spurs got nine. And Wizards got ten. Eat the Wizards. They're the most relevant NBA team. It is a, it is a weak draft, though. Yeah, definitely not a huge NBA draft this year. All righty, I think it's time to jump into the bread and butter, the NHL Stanley Cup Finals. We've got Game 2, the Colorado Avalanche defeating Tampa Bay Lightning to nothing in that game. The Con Smythe Trophy betting favorite, Kale McCarr, scoring two goals in that game. Jumping over to Game 3, the Tampa Bay Lightning come back to Tampa and defend their home ice in Game 3, def defeating the Colorado Avalanche 6-2 to two to make the series 2-1. to one. Lightning forward Braden Point did not play in Game 3, and Nikita Kucherov was shaken up after a collision going down the boards, which led him to head heading the locker room for further evaluation. Have we heard anything on that? He's playing. I, th I thought so, yeah. Oh, Kucherov, when he took that injury, Leighton. Yeah, Kucherov was yep. playing, yeah. I thought so. It was game over, so they just took him out for the rest of the game. Right. And game four happening right now. The Tampa Bay Lightning jump out to a quick one nothing lead in game four. This game now going to overtime, correct? Apparently going to overtime 2-2. Two -two. Mac, you like that take this morning? Dude, you should have bet it. Wish I did. I didn't take the over, though. You, you talked me out of it. Hit that one right on the head. I got a quick trend for this series. The Avs are the first team to score 11 goals in the first two games of the Stanley Cup Finals since 1996 when they did it last. Joe Sackick. The boys were buzzing back in 96. For real. You want to hear another quick stat? Listen to this. All right, so Avalanche won 7-0 the other day. What was the so that's the second largest point margin victory when a team's held to a shutout in the Stanley Cup Finals? What's the what's the highest and who did it? Isn't it the Penguins won? I'm assuming the, the Penguins, Penguins won did nine it. nothing against the Minnesota North Stars. Oh, eight nothing. Man, you guys know your shit. Guess I'm talking to a bunch of hockey guys. All right, well, you know, it's a fun fact for me, so I'll just keep those. Okay, to I just next that was time. a guess. Thanks. I just I just <laughs> Yeah, what do you think happens here? I, I mean, I think it's over in five if Colorado finishes yeah, this if out. If Colorado wins, it's in the first five minutes. 
agree. But you mean in oh yo oh, 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 you're talking games? Yeah, I mean like oh, yeah, yeah, I think yeah, series I agree. is over. Give me seven games. Well, yeah, that's I want it. Obviously, I I think if Tampa game it's going seven games, but yeah, five or seven at this point. I agree. Yeah, it'll be every home team if if uh, Tampa wins this game. I think Colorado still wins it in seven. I'd have to see how Tampa looks leaving game six. No, Huff, you're going to go Lightning every single time because you go follow that Vasilevsky Yeah, set. I probably would. You're still, 100%. You, you, wouldn't be, you, you wouldn't be able to bet on the ass. No, I just... It'd be tough. I've them so hard. I watch these teams and think about the Pens. The Pens are so far away from, from what these teams are. Oh, yeah. Like, they make it, but they're just not – like, even even if they – okay, whatever. They they beat the Rangers. They beat the Canes. I mean, there's just no way that they would ever beat either of these teams. Yeah, I agree. I was actually, like, saying after game two, I was like, thank God Rangers are not in this situation because we would just get embarrassed. Yeah, I mean, like, these teams are just I, – I still think – I mean, the fact that the Rangers beat the Canes I thought was – I didn't expect that. Yeah, that would have been like in 2014 but, when you guys lost some five games to the Kings. Yeah, definitely. And that, that Kings team was literally just <sighs> ten times better than us. Or Kings team, my bad. They were just a better team. And we, at that point, we, Lundqvist couldn't do anything else. So. Yeah, I agree. I just think these two teams are just so many levels above every other team in the NHL right yeah. now. You are. Like this is the matchup we needed in the Stanley Cup. All right. Um, do you guys want to go over these awards? Yeah, yeah you can just you can just list them off. Cool. Already a couple NHL awards going around. Igor Chesterkin wins the Vesna Trophy for the twenty twenty two NHL season. Most valuable goalie, I think pretty well deserved there. Maple Leafs forward Austin Matthews takes home two awards on Tuesday, winning the Hart Trophy, League MVP, and the Ted Lindsay Award. Another two awards. I think they're pretty well-deserved. Avalanche defenseman Kale McCarr wins the 2022 Norris Trophy, which was presented to the NHL's most valuable defenseman at just 23 years old. That's a pretty impressive feat. I saw that. I saw someone... Did you voting. See- Yossi got six, pl- six more first-place voting votes than him, but he got like quadruple the amount of second place votes so McCarr won it I was just gonna say did wow. you see the voting on that it was so close I've never seen an MVP or a best defenseman voting so freaking close Yossi had more first 98 place votes. to 92 cra- in first place votes yeah that was crazy I've never seen that I think they got it right though Red Wings defenseman Moritz Sider wins 20, the 2022 Calder Trophy, which is ended the Rookie of the Year. Another pretty well-deserved one. I thought he had a hell of a year, obviously, with uh, that, that pretty Detroit team up there. Um, nothing but good things coming out of Hockey Town the next couple of years with Stevie Y up there in the front office. Uh, as like Lucas Raymond, uh, Moritz Sider winning the Calder. Arkin, um, they have a nice little squad up there. I expect some good things out of the Red Wings in the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. Definitely well deserved, too. I actually thought Michael Ponting was going to get it. I really didn't want Ponting to get it because he wasn't really like a rookie. Neither did I because he's he's 27 years old. 
Yeah, it's ridiculous. That, that would have been like when Ben Simmons, like when Simmons won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, exactly. Like Brandon Wheaton back in the day, coming out at like 20 years 28, old, winning Rookie of the Year. 28 whenever he came out of college. Yeah. <laughs> like, what do you mean you're a rookie? All right, but at least that's first year out of college. Yeah, true. I know what you mean because Ben Simmons wasn't a true rookie. He played. He was injured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and he played games that season. He played like fifteen games. Just didn't play the amount required. To, yeah. The minimum. I think it was like twenty-five or thirty or something yeah. like that. Guess you want to rip off this torts that it's the most Philly move ever. Yeah, isn't this so funny, right? John Tortorella is the new head coach of the Philadelphia Flyers. Flyer fans are going to be excited about, uh, excuse me, do you guys think the Flyers fans are going to be excited about this? Uh, I saw a quote that he said, I've been shoveling dog and horse shit for the past eight or nine months or so. I'm excited to talk hockey to someone. So it seems he's pretty excited about the opportunity, if you ask me. They're doing Um, TV. What the fuck's he talking about? I I don't know. I I don't know. This guy guy belongs in Philly, to be honest. He belongs in Philly. Hopefully, he's a really good coach, too, I think. So, hopefully, they can find some success here. Mackie, I don't see the, Send him to bail. How he didn't get eaten team alive was, in New York. It was just because you guys went to the Cup. Yeah, he, he well, he had a good team, exactly. So, I thought he was a good coach in New York, too. So, he's, he's a tough coach, the, man. The league knows is, what he's doing, is, uh, the guys on Chicklet said today, the league is better when Torts is there giving you, giving you post-game sound bits every, every night. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's true. They're gonna do it. Is that the end of the the little outline there? That's all I got. Alrighty, we'll sign off here. Uh, that's gonna do it for me. Episode thirty nine. Thanks everyone for listening. I want to thank Brett for joining us. I did a you know hell of a hell of an interview. You know, coming on talking sports with us. Love to have you back um, as we get into you know football season. Love to have you on again. Please do. It's been a, it's been a, been a pleasure. I'm glad you uh, you got invited me on. Glad we finally got to do this. I know it's been a couple weeks in the making, so glad we could get to work. Yeah, as always, uh, follow us on Instagram. Looking out for a couple of the picks. Didn't have a pick tonight. Uh, Mackie weren't necessarily in agreement on who was going to win the game, but we'll see what happens here in overtime. Um, seems, seems like uh, either pick was a good yeah. pick. So just can't believe I texted I you. I think it goes to OT two two. That's great. Yeah, you should have taken. I was literally gonna. I was gonna say you should. You should bet that. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.